So it's not just us. It's and every it's everyone in your life that shits on you. It is. It is everyone. Jesus. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming! Welcome! Welcome everyone. Trailer Park Podcast, uh, 140. How we doing tonight, guys? How is everybody? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Delighted. Mm. Yummy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great. Mm-hmm. 140 sounds sexual. Like, really uh, sexual. It sounds raw inside. Nathan. Uh, yes, intern. Uh, how's Chelsea doing? My wife's name out your fucking mouth. Damn it. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just been a while since we've heard from her. People are concerned. <laughs> I heard said, from her? "Wow, sh- she's dealing with laryngitis." I said, "Keep my wife's name." No. Um, <laughs> she's at a friend's house having a cheese grilled cheese off. Ooh, oh, that sounds epic. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's very 140. <laughs> there is a restaurant okay. in Cleveland that's just grilled cheeses. And oh. I want something like that closer to me. <laughs> is it called Cheeses Crust? Ooh, good one. <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> now, uh Daniel, you mentioned that you uh, found 140 to be sexual. So I'd like okay. to ask for an explanation as to why you are why why it's why it's generating that kind of buzz inside of you. Well, I don't know. Like, you know, the power switch in the back of the computer, it's got like, you know, a, a single vertical line and then like a little slash and then a circle so that you know that it's like off on, off on, right? Ever since I was a kid, anytime I see a power switch that has those two symbols on it, I immediately think of like a person fucking the ring of their finger with their index finger. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So the four is just like sort of a stand between, sort of like someone keeping two extremely horny partners from tearing each other apart. Mm. That sounds like what the intern does for a living, just standing there and watching. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Uh just so that everyone's aware, we have to we have to move this show along tonight. We've got lots of content. So um yeah. It was supposed to be recorded a week ago. It had to be rescheduled. The person who's responsible, I won't name any names, I'm sure you know who it is, didn't give any reasons why. However, <clears throat> We are going to move right along, quickly explain a little bit about 140. It's about freedom, self-reliance. It is an abundant number and a harmonic divisor number. It is the sum of the squares of the first seven integers, which make it a square pyramidal pyramidal number. Uh, uh, Fuck it. Okay. Pyramidal, yep. I heard abundance, which makes me think of titties. Yeah, horny. So horny. It's a real paradiddle number. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on I do the... like that it's a pyramid number. That's cool. And on to the round table. Wow. 
What did you watch? What did you watch? The Batman. We also watched the Batman. Everybody watched the Batman? Yes. He yes, was, we watched that together. Yeah, he was last time he was in Calgary we went. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Very me, cool Batman. Give me all you got. <laughs> give me all you got. Um <laughs> I love the detective aspect of it. The detective story part of it was very entrancing to me. It knocked my socks off. So Yeah, it was nice to have the detective story. It was nice to have... Um, this was kind of weird because it's like dark but not campy, violent but not bloody at all. It's curious mm-hmm. they managed to sort of balance all those things. <clears throat> so, uh, well, Nathan and I and Chelsea were in the theater... Uh, Nathan and myself were laughing quite a bit <laughs> at Paul Dano, but we were the only two. We were the only two that were cracking up. I did you I, also find him hilarious when he was like moaning in the yeah. in the fucking when he's talking to Batman. Yeah, yeah. That's when it. That's when it missed for me. And when he sang. And when he sang. Yeah. Oh. There, yeah, there was definitely a handful of times that I was like, "Oh, Dano, we were doing so well. What are we? What are we doing here?" That's that's when oh, we—he's the best part. That's when we laughed. Yeah, those are the best funny parts. Definitely, no. Our our uh, our, our uh, audience was too serious. Yeah, I don't think anybody made a peep the whole time. You know, I went home afterwards and kind of checked out some old Nolan Batman, and I think that this new Batman might be the best Batman. I. I can. I, I would not argue that. No. We tried to check out some Keaton Batman. Oof. We actually watched Batman and Batman, Batman Returns. Returns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Fell asleep at the end of both of them. They oh. weirdly are like longer than I remember. Mm. Not that they're super long per se, but they are longer than I, my kid brain remembers. And in Batman Returns, at least, Keaton's barely in it. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah, Keaton's barely in Batman Returns. No, yeah, so let's get to this out of the way. Right? Keaton, still a great Batman. Oh, yeah. Because fucking Keaton's Keaton. Well, that was whole such a, like, if you get into, like, the documentary of that whole thing, it's like they were making superhero movies cool before superhero movies were a thing. We're so inundated by it now that it's, I think, easy to forget that when that 1989 Batman and the sequel both came out, it was a big fucking deal. Like a oh, it huge was. Deal. And- and here's what we're saying. We're saying that they, they stand up. They really do hold up. They hold up better than some other Batman. Some of sure. the shit in that Returns, though. Oh, it's so crazy. Like uh, Danny DeVito yeah. doing the Penguin. All the shit that he does. Wow, what the fuck? Super I'll, gross. I'll say this. Still the Penguin. Danny DeVito is still the Penguin. Oh, I, yeah. He, he, he has not been rousted even after watching the Batman. Well, this one, this recent one kind of turned him more into a gangster instead of... Yes, so that, that's fair. He doesn't a get weird, to be the big, like, crazy monster. Person. But Dana DeVito fucking nails that part. Michelle Pfeiffer nails that part. But I think like, if you were going to give an award to someone in return, you give it to Walken. I had completely forgotten he was in it. <laughs> he's a, he's the greatest part. Max Shrek is the greatest part of those yeah. movies. I had totally forgotten that. It was, all, it was all DeVito, Pfeiffer, and Keaton for me in Batman Returns. And I had totally forgotten about Walken, and he is, like, in the movie the most, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, also, Batman Returns, the most savvy political commentary of all the Batmans. Hmm. It it does crazy, like, 
whoa, you guys are touching on some like two, three, four layer political commentary stuff that is way smarter than a lot of the goofy shit that's going on. That's true. They, was, they have the impressed. whole like mayoral election. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And how they undermine the previous mayor. Right. By bringing up uh, Dan DeVito as the new mayoral candidate, even though it's not even a, an election year and like all the undermining and like using the media to like push their messaging for them i was like holy shit this movie could is talking about stuff going on right now yeah i should rewatch that one the only uh criticism i have of the new batman is catwoman related and it's not even really a criticism of zoe kravitz it's more a criticism of the storyline that they gave her and the writing surrounding like when she tries to get in touch with him to uh go after that guy like she nothing about her character said she needed help it was right. it, it was it was to stage the scene on the it was so that she would know where to go with him and put him on that chair. It was never a necessity, and it just bugged me like a plot hole. Yeah, the Catwoman was, some of the stuff was a little weak with Catwoman. Dano should have been reined in a little bit. Oh, no, I think he should be let free. Oh, uh, sure. It depends on how, how it, he, when he goes crazy, like, too far, though, it seems campy. Yeah. Which I think is still so fun, good. but it's just not in the movie. I think the what it what it really needed was like after they break the outer wall with the bombs and the water starts flowing in, you see Dano riding on top of Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fucking awesome. <clears throat> but no, I think uh like some of the making Batman super fucking cool again and not having it just be all about his villains, like actually being focused on Batman. I think early on in the movie, when he comes out of the darkness for the first time in like that train station or or whatever, you're just like, oh shit! I feel like a 14 year old boy getting like a graphic novel boner. Like, yeah. Also, a lot of the silent staring, a lot of the glaring that he does, it was a part of the detective side of it, where he's just like he turns and he looks at things. Where somebody says something to him and he doesn't say anything back, he just stares. It's like, yes, more of that. His thumb drive. Uh, yeah, joke was, yeah. Thumb, was yeah, thumb, great. Thumb drive. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like when you go back to the other Batmans, there's all this bullshit like, I'm not wearing hockey pants and stuff like that. Like, right. That's not in this, that kind of thing. So it's nice. It's nice. I want to touch base quickly on a few television shows. Amanda recommended, um, well, she mentioned that she was watching Euphoria. So we went and watched Euphoria. And that show is batshit. There's tons of penis. Uh, so first season is way stronger than the second season. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with the second season, but hopefully there's a return to form in the third. <clears throat> I've liked it start to finish. Cassie going absolutely off the wall. I, I love I love it all. But yes. Uh, it, the it's, the father character coming home and peeing all over the like it's Oh, I thought that was rails. so funny. I loved it. It's it's not <laughs> consistent though. Like the characters are like peaking with these storylines that are just entrancing and hypnotic. And then all of a sudden now they're just going off the rails. And maybe that's the point. Maybe, maybe I wasn't ready for the characters to do the nosedive. Mm. I know what you guys are thinking. Like Daniel, he's into horror movies and gore and violence and he gets off on that kind of stuff. So like what would truly like disturb Daniel at a deep enough impact point that he would like get up and be like, I don't think I can watch this anymore. When the man with the micro penis <laughs> jerks off almost to completion and we get to watch all of it while he gets like destroyed psychologically about his penis like i almost left the room yeah i might have i don't or, or i was like doing something on my phone and i 
you know, really focused on the phone. <laughs> on top of it being so graphic in a way that I thought like was even beyond NC-17, like that was what caught me in the hiccup for a second first. And then it was like them touching on that deep male psychological component and then watching it play out in real time. I was like, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Something has happened. Something cultural has happened. Like the floodgates have opened and there's penis everywhere. It's not just euphoria. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I've been watching Minx. There's dicks everywhere. Oh, dicks all over the place, Minx. At least it makes sense there because it's about a... Like a Playgirl magazine. A Playgirl magazine, but there's Minx. so many dicks on my TV. I don't I know how this is legal. But that at least makes sense. It's like floppy, you know, yeah. flaccid wangs all over the place. This was like a an erect jerking off. I'm about to come. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I also watched Pam and Tommy. Oh, oh I watched yeah, the first episode of that. Some wangs. I liked it. And I, it took me a while to realize that it was Seth Rogen in that show. I was like, whoa, he's lost a lot of weight. And, uh, I didn't know much about the story of how the sex tape got released. And it's actually kind of crazy. And there's lots of penis in that too. Yeah. And it's on, it's on, it's on the, like you guys get it on Hulu, but we have to log into the Disney app. So there's something wrong about you know, signing into the Disney app and watching Dick. Yeah, Disney's fucked up. They're like are censoring up. a bunch of weird shit, and then they have stuff like that on there. Mm-hmm. Also, like it doesn't make any sense. Oh, we sort of uh, have to like watch them. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like them editing out uh, Daryl Hannah's bum in Splash. <laughs> but then they got they, a lo- Dick. They elongated her hair. So that you don't see her butt crack, but you get dick. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And it's That's such sad. a weird hypocrisy because the, the sensors are lifting over here, but the sensors are crashing down in another part of the media. So it's like, what the fuck? So now you can watch dicks, but you can't know anything about what's going on. Great. Sounds right. good. Amanda, what you were we? about to say something about something that you watched. Right. I was. <laughs> We half watched something. <laughs> oh, I ruined yeah, it. Because they brought up Disney, and so it like made me remember that we watched that. Was it a Pixar movie? I think it is. Yeah, that Turning Red. Not that you guys are going to watch it, but it was pretty cute, oh. and I I did feel bad because I think there was a lot of complaints about the fact that it didn't get a theater release. It just went straight to streaming. Um, I'll probably watch cute. it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of like, well, all right, all right. It's so, kind of a weird. It's, a, it's kind of a weird idea, but it, I thought it was cute. A family of Asians are. Each all the females are cursed with turning into these giant red pandas, and they have to do elaborate like demonic rituals to separate themselves from it and keep it trapped in a thing around their neck. And then the youngest girl, of course, like finds a positive way to combine with her red with her curse, and she doesn't want to let go of it. And then problems. Uh-huh. Well, mm. red pandas are cute. They yeah. are. Yeah, and it represents like middle school girls very well. Yeah. Like they look appropriate, they act appropriate. There's no like sex, no sexy super teenagers. One. They're no. all like very normal looking, funny, silly girls. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I think it's probably, unless you guys have anything else, I think it's probably time to move along to the burden list update. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Because I know that Amanda has watched something. Did I? What did I watch? Huh? It did 
didn't have a lasting impression. <laughs> didn't we already talk? Is this Predator? Yeah. We already talked about it. We already it. talked about it. Really? No. No, yeah, it's, it's still up on the Britain list. Oh. Oh. We didn't no, talk about it. We didn't watch it. Because I had watched so many others the week before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, so yeah, I, I watched Predator. Hmm. Um, so long ago. It was, yeah, it feels like an eternity. Um, well, we were supposed to record last week. We were supposed to record last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked it. You know, it's nice to now like be able to visualize that giant oh, scream that you play all the time. Mm-hmm. That clip. Yeah. So now I, I know what that looks like. Um, I do. I did appreciate that very like classic action movie mm. of the era where you are just immediately dropped into action. There's no like build up or establishing characters. Really, it's like uh, we've got a, a, a loose relationship here, and these guys are mercenaries. Maybe I don't know. They're working for the government or not. Yeah, you need to go deal with this thing. Something fucked up happened over here. We got to go check it out. Yeah, yeah. some super over the top fucking testosterone. Yeah, yeah. it is yeah, super just male. Yoked out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was so sad when once his face died fairly early because he was the best comic relief. Oh. Ventura. Yes. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse Ventura. Ventura. <laughs> oh, so sad when he when he bit it. Walk around with his chain gun. His chain gun. And the whole prem like, okay, even before you get to like the predator stuff, but the whole premise it's like only your team could have taken out this, you know, inst like they didn't do anything really impressive. They like barely sneaked up and just basically blew the place up. What do you mean they're the only ones that could do it? <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't have yeah. I don't have time to bleed. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what? If if you really treat it the right way, like just just embrace and enjoy the campiness, there's so much Every character is so over the top, and oh yeah, like, uh, Amanda. Amanda was loving it. Especially I think the only time uh, that she got, that she like got lulled was after Schwarzenegger becomes the lone survivor. There's a lot of him like just running yeah, around. Yeah, there's yeah. their their final battle is a little bit drawn out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but but his like come and get me battle cry is like one of the most epic scenes in the, from the eighties. It's crazy, and like a lot of the traps that he. Yeah. makes and stuff yeah. that that would have taken him like hours <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. not this is not something you just like it's like 20 minutes of him whittling and then there's like a log with spikes on it that's hoisted up over four trees <laughs> well i mean he's he's got these like ropes that he's made out of like bramble that are hoisting up giant boulders and shit i'm like this is not <laughs> it's cheesy 80s montage man and they're not trying to be real time specific here i know I know. Yeah, it no. was fantastic. I, love yeah, it was I really enjoyed it. Classic, I'm glad I watched it. Classic scenes from uh, from Sonny, that native guy, where he's like, something's out there, Major. Oh, yeah. And it ain't no man. <laughs> it's great. It's just daunting. And it was, There's this so, tracker that's like, like, whatever it is, it's going to kill us all. It's like, whoa, Jesus Christ, dude. Can you <laughs> Can you not? Like, fuck. A little hope. Um <laughs> Yeah, some of the some of the gore and stuff in there is fucking fantastic. Like I forgot, I was like, "Whoa!" I had the sensors let this go. Yeah, like Carl when Carl Weathers goes down and his and his arm gets blown off. Oh yeah, but there's parts where like the flayed bodies that they show, like they're straight up like they've recreated the whole skin and like all the organs and shit, and it's just dripping. And I'm like, man, how did the fucking MPAA fuck up all my horror movies? And Predator gets to do this shit. (laughs) And now think about the fact that John McTiernan directed predator and die hard back to back 
What a fucking duo. The coke binge he must have been on. Ugh. Just legendary. We can kill it. Sorry, I had the volume down on it. If it bleeds, we can kill it. That's when they find the green blood on the leaves. This is the Mm-hmm. So many <laughs> iconic lines. And then of course the way the predator looks is just fucking it's always yeah. been phenomenal. It's still phenomenal. So predator's coming down. What's going up, Amanda? I Was forgot. Not prepared for this moment. Uh, Nathan, you're going to watch Stick It. (laughs) (laughs) You're in for a wild ride, my friend. (laughs) You're going to have to let us know if they stuck it. Mostly thinking, am I allowed to look at these girls? While simultaneously thinking, Jeff Daniels is in this. (laughs) Okay. Um, I have something that's coming down. I watched Stage Beauty this, this morning. Nice this sunny morning. Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. Film. Yeah. I spent the first 15 minutes of stage booty being like, hmm, what am I going to say to Amanda to let her down? <laughs> Easy on this one. But then it started to wrap me up. And then it's, it, it, it does its big crescendo with the, with the performance where he takes the Othello role and she takes the Desdemona role and they just fucking crush it. And the whole time in the movie, I was like relating it to Shakespeare in Love. Like, yeah, I think Shakespeare in Love kind of already did this. And uh, I feel like they did it better. And then that fucking scene, I was just like, holy fuck, they did it way better than Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> this movie's better than Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, and I think so. But it, it like, I spent the first part of it being like, oh, God, it's going to be a slog. And then it just like slowly convinced me. And then when it peaked, I was like, wow, that was a great scene. That was really good. <clears throat> so there it is. There's my experience executed so what's going up oh it's going up on amanda's burden list it's uh give me all you got give me all you got what heat oh we talked about this last time heat yeah oh that's great that might be the best one that's been put up on your list amanda why is daniel making a not happy face i wasn't making any face oh what kind of face were you making a non-face i don't have any deep love or hate for heat really do you not understand its greatness (laughs) no i get it (laughs) i get it it's one of the movies where i watch it and i'm like nathan would love this movie oh yeah well i'll just i'll just say right off the get-go though amanda like i know natalie portman is the weakest part of the movie i know you don't have to tell me okay (laughs) she will be the weakest you'll be like oh god and i'll be like yeah i know just move on past those scenes. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, okay, we're going to do a bit of a throwback here. I have, I've got content, people. I've got fucking content. Excuse me a moment. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. <laughs> Okay, Daniel, um, masturbating yourself close to climax and then yelling to your mom or dad and then trying to finish before they come running into your room is called uh, A, the mother load, B, a suicide wank, C, minute to win it, or D, beating the parents. <laughs> I like minute to win it. Like minute to win it. Anybody else? 
Uh, I'm going with beating the parents. Beating the parents. One minute to win it. One minute to win. The answer is a suicide wink. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of deep down knew that, but I wanted it to be a minute to win it. Okay, the act of taking a dump but turning to find there's no shit in the bowl is called A, disappearing doo-doo, B, peek-a-poo, uh, C, turdini, or D, ghost shit. Ghost shit. Anyone wish to challenge? Uh, turdini. Hmm. Answers. The answer is ghost shit. Let's see here. Uh, putting on a pair of fake Incredible Hulk hands to get yourself off is called A, Smasturbating, Avengers Disassemble, the Bruce Banner Beat Off, or the Mean Green? The Bruce Banner Beat Off. That sounds like <laughs> the 50s term for it. it the, the Mean Green. It's got to be the Mean Green, right? Or the Incredible Jerk? Or. Uh, <laughs> You're just making up better. new ones. You've got so many. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Incredible Spunk. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, yours are better. The answer is Smasturbating. But... Smasturbating? Oh, your, no, that's terrible. Yours, yeah, yours is way better. Okay, uh, this one's kind of. I mean, this might be a little bit sensitive for the intern. I think he may actually have this. Uh, traumatic masturbatory syndrome is the habit of doing what? Uh, so we've got masturbating face down on the bed. We've got masturbating immediately <laughs> immediately after traumatic events. Uh, only being able to orgasm at funerals or in hospitals. <clears throat> uh, being beaten during orgasm. Traumatic masturbatory syndrome. TMS. TMS. Well, I can tell you that what I have is C. (laughs) (laughs) Hospitals and funerals, huh? Yeah. That's what you got. Honestly, I kind of thought that's what it was. (laughs) Come out of the children's wing. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I kind of thought it would be like. To like the act of jerking off, like like your hormones were all messed up or or something like that, so that when you jerked off and like at orgasm, you just became really depressed. <laughs> That's probably more realistic, Daniel. But the answer is uh, jerking off face down on the bed. TMS. And it's called it's called oh, oh, TMS. Traumatic masturbatory system. You just like put your face in the bed and like <laughs> just get off. But, like, are you also laying on your dick? Yeah, I think so. I think you're just like yeah pounding. So or, like, or maybe no, you know what? Maybe your art, your back is arched. Just make yeah, you a fist a little bit, which makes it even more pathetic. Yeah, and then hump into your fist. Oh, oh, see, I see. I was envisioning like flat, face down, arms at your side, and you just like wiggle <laughs> until you ejaculate. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm gonna try that. Oh take thirty God. seconds. Could take three hours. Oh, just like rub it against your bed sheets or something. <clears throat> it's a really good workout, uh. if nothing else. No. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay, last one. When two friends take a dump next to one another in public stalls and throw shit-covered toilet paper over the wall at one another, this mm. is called... <clears throat> Unacceptable. A, yeah. shit, <clears throat> shit storming. <clears throat> B, brown bombing. Mm. Uh, free ticket to brown town. Or bathroom battleship. Bathroom battleship. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, this yeah, three of the four yeah. are pretty good. I liked A. What was that again? Shitstorm. Shitstorming. Shitstorming. Yeah. Sorry, I think that's it. I like bathroom battle shit. It's kind of like A1, and then if you hit, then you throw a little piece of paper over. Yeah, it's brown. It's it's it's, uh, it's battleship. Mm. You're seeing battleship or shit? It should be shit. Oh, let me just double check the wording on this if I missed that. 
It says battleship, but it should be battleshit. What a what missed is, opportunity. The, Jesus Christ. The pun skills on these people. Jeez. Oh, fucking Christ. That's terrible. Okay. We're not doing any rapid fire tonight. I just have uh, some stuff I want to share that I'm really excited about. And then we'll get into the, uh, to the lineup. Things I like. I like things. Things I like. Okay, I'm like super jacked about a bunch of shit. So there's a TV show coming out on April 25th, and it's called We Own This City. And it's a TV series from the guys, from, from the, the Wire, the, the guys that made The Wire. And it's about police corruption in Baltimore, and it's got a lot of familiar faces from The Wire in it. Like a oh, lot cool. Of, a lot of the same actors and stuff. So I'm super jacked about that. And then we got Tokyo Vice, which is a TV series that Michael Mann is making. Michael Mann, who directed Heat. Uh, on April 7th, that's coming out. Uh, Better Call Saul Season 6 launches on April 18th. The Boys Season 3 comes out on June 3rd. Atlanta Season 3 just began airing recently. Uh, they're turning Swimming with Sharks into a TV series. And this new Obi-Wan Kenobi, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that, but it comes out on May 27th, and it looks surprising. Like, it starts with Obi-Wan Kenobi going to Tatooine to hide because the Empire is hunting him down and hunting down and murdering Jedis. And it is Ewan McGregor, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I wanted to see in that movie. I wanted it to be R-rated and I wanted them to hunt down and murder Jedis. And I never got to see it. And this is possibly going to be doing that, which is exciting. There Excellent. you go. There's my whole bunch of stuff I'm excited about. Yeah, you're you're locked up for like the next six, seven weeks. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyone have anything else or do you want me to uh, hype you up for the lineup? <clears throat> I think I'm good. Hype me up. Okay, Amanda, first time listening to the battle cry after having seen Predator. Headliner tonight is Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Here we go. Your instructor is one of the finest pilots this program has ever produced. His exploits are legendary. What he has to teach you may very well mean the difference between life and death. 
Your reputation precedes you. I have to admit, I wasn't expecting an invitation back. They're called orders, Maverick. Nathan, lead us off. Were you excited about Top Gun Maverick? Okay, so just the rundown here. Uh, rated PG-13. The runtime is unknown. Um, one of the most interesting parts about this, regardless of whether you're a Top Gun fan or not, I and regardless of the fact that the end of the trailer says June 2020. Well, this is that's one of my points. This is the longest advertised film in in movie history. Wow three-year gap between its first trailer and its official release. Damn. Just from being pushed because of pandemic-related. They don't want to waste it. <clears throat> they want a full theatrical release in box office. So uh, one of the crazy things about this movie, so regardless of whether you're a Top Gun fan, I personally enjoy Top Gun whenever it's on TV. I'll check out some of it, depending on what the scene is. And uh, there's some, some heavy nostalgia there. Um, one of the crazy things about this movie is the amount of uh, commitment Tom Cruise demanded for the aerial scenes. Like he had them commit to basically little to no CGI for the aerial shots that they have like six IMAX grade cameras on the, on all the planes, uh, cockpit and outside. So they could do some crazy shots and Bruckheimer's boasting that like their shots that no one's ever done before. So I believe that. Yeah. So this is, and he's flying the plane himself. Like, this, they used his fucking plane. One of Tom, Tom Cruise's actual plane was used in the movie. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I think more than anything, aside from all the nostalgic campiness and cheesiness, I'm kind of excited to see what they do with all of that, with all the technical aspect of it. And the other so comment I'll make is about the beach scene. There's a lot of comments on the trivia page on IMDb about how testosterone and machismo everything got during the filming all the male actors trying to compete with each other in the gym to make their own like classic beach scene where they're sweaty and oily because <laughs> the original one from original top gun was you know iconic or whatever so they're trying to make theirs awesome and chelsea swoons when she sees miles teller in the trailer with his chest and i was like yeah see it looks exactly like my chest that's exactly what i look like <laughs> <laughs> So I have a question, and my question is, does Tom Cruise own an F-16? Probably. Because that's fucking wrong. Fucking gangster? Yeah. He's got to have someone <laughs> to go back and forth between Xenu, you know? Oh, I think they use his 
whatever plane it is that is his, they use it in the movie somewhere, but that's not the one that he's uh, doing all right. the crazy shit. It's probably, in. The, it's probably the one that he like masturbates on the deck there. And he's like, oh, mm, sweetie. My baby. Yeah. Like fa- face down on the tarmac? Yeah. <laughs> is Mr. Cruz? Yeah. Oh, just a minute. <laughs> Well, and and his his demands for this made everybody have to take G force training. All the main actors had to do G force training so they could withstand the G force while they're doing the cockpit shots. I, I I appreciate that about Cruz. Like he is he. I've never seen him outside of movies where he hasn't struck me as like disturbingly odd. But like I do appreciate that he treats cinema seriously. Even when he's doing like just fun action, crazy shit like Mission Impossible and stuff, it's like, yes, let's keep it. He understands practical is better than CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why, why not? We're all a bunch of fucking old school Hollywood people, millionaires with tons of money. Why don't we put some fucking crazy cameras on the outside of these planes and do some shit that never been done before? Thank you. Yes, please, more of that. I think he's also using his influence to like force production companies and other actors and everyone else involved to help him push his own limits which in turn pushes their limits and possibly endangers their lives so there's a point at which you have to say it's cool i hope he doesn't hurt himself or someone else yes tom cruise will die doing a stunt i feel like i think that he wants that to be the case yeah maybe he's trying to film something in space or something what do you say intern so that's gonna be the last mission impossible movie yeah probably yeah. The one he dies on? Yes. Yeah, we'll go to space. He will die, and his fucking corpse will just float in orbit like a Hollywood star forever. That'll be terrible because then the memes will just be like, well, it wasn't, Im- I guess it was impossible, you know? And it'll just drift <laughs> it, yeah. into the future. Yeah. His imp- Tom Cruise's impossible mission was too impossible. Some kid making like a wish on like a falling star, and they're like, no, that's just Maverick, honey. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of the title? Top Gun colon Maverick. Did they, I think it's fine. Did they title that to like lure him to get him to do it? I guess because it does that. That implies that this movie is more Top Gun Maverick than the previous Top Gun. I think the previous script was less about him and more about the drone thing. I think the subtext of this movie is that the age of fighter pilot is being threatened by drones, and how that disconnects from the like impact of the theater of war on the pilots and. How easy it is for children to kill from afar is that that their messaging or something? So that's that's what I'm kind of looking for here. I'm I, I have attachment to the original Top Gun in the fact that it was just on TV every fucking hour of every day when I was a when I was a child. So I've seen it a hundred times. I don't have any like I love that movie attachment to it though. Yeah. It's just that it's just there as a part of my childhood, like a nostalgic thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what are we doing in this one? Are we just like, it's just a bunch of young people that wish they were Tom Cruise and they're all going to like bump chests and like have a bunch of separate story vignettes and drama. And then we come back and see a bunch of cool flying and then it's over. Like, I don't really understand what, what the point of the movie is. Well, they'll yeah. go to war the same as the last time. And he's going to shoot down more people. Because, because Tom Cruise is such a fanatic about aviation. I think that what could be happening here is like, a, oh, drones weren't good enough you needed someone behind the wheel to get it done could be one of the storylines or it could go where you're saying i think i read somewhere too that there are returning characters that are now being played by different people which kind of bothers me like kelly mcgillis's character is going to be some other actress which is like and there's they asked her why didn't they ask you to participate and she's like because i'm old and fat and i don't look age appropriate for oh yeah but i am age appropriate for my age 
Yeah, they've shown pictures of like her and Tom from the original movie and then her and Tom now. And you're like, okay, so Tom is an alien. Or he just, you know, is on a strict 1600 a day calorie diet. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's, that's what I mean. You have to have access to that kind of life coaching and resources. You kind of have to be an alien. But like, yeah, she just looks like a regular woman who like stopped acting 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's Amanda, why. what, come back what and say you? Tom. Um, I don't have an attachment to Top Gun at all. I've seen it. It's a good movie. Um, but one thing that I trust Tom Cruise to do, despite how big of a lunatic he is, is he, like we've been talking about, he can make a good action movie and he m- is very meticulous and all that stuff. So do I really care about Top Gun itself? No, but I bet, I bet, I bet this movie's good. I bet I enjoy it. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the other trailers it has Miles Miles Teller. He plays Goose's son. Classic. Where he like confronts Tom Cruise, like my dad didn't trust you, and I don't trust you either, or my dad shouldn't have trusted you, or something like that. He confronts him, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, yeah, because we all get sad when Goose dies, and we all blame that fucker Maverick for killing Goose, because Goose was the best part, right? Him, and, yeah. Him Wasn't and Val Goose Kilmer, see the guy from ER or whatever. ER, yeah, Anthony Edwards, yeah. Who's Val Kilmer? Does his son show up in the movie? No, he's Iceman. Iceman. Ice Can we get Iceman's son? And then, and then, and then, when Iceman's son like pulls out like a picture of his father to like look at in reverie, instead of like a, a traditional like, oh, that's my dad, and we're playing catch like kind of photo, it's just Val Kilmer just fucking greased out, huge pecs just glistening. <laughs> well, Val Kilmer had throat cancer, and I watched that documentary Val, and there's no way he can talk, so. Uh, if he he is apparently making a cameo in this movie, so it's either going to be like a picture of him, or it's going to be like him standing at that funeral or something and not saying anything. Can Val Kilmer like really not talk? Like yeah, he's lost his ability to speak at all. He can talk, but he's like, ah. Okay, so, okay. Because I, I saw him in like a like a pretty bad horror movie like a few years ago, and like that's that was his whole thing was that the guy was like, bah, 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 bah. yeah, that's his that's his voice I, forever. I really hope that both those versions of Val Kilmer are clipped and played for the rest of the show's tenure. <laughs> what, the noises we just made? Yes, yeah, yeah. You want to talk Priceless. about clips that have been taken of people that say and do stupid things? That's what you want to talk about. Um. Well, I just think that there's prime I've opportunity got for playback. I've yeah. got some here. I can find some for you. No, no, these ones, new, new. New, you don't like old ones. You don't, right. You don't like stuff like this. Oh, I I would have uh, a, a marginal erection. <laughs> Just marginal. <laughs> marginal, which implies it could become controversial. <laughs> I also think, like, I also think, like, even though this isn't what the word means, I'm like, marginal like it's in the margin like your dick is like kind of hard and like really far to the left behind <laughs> the line yeah all of these A are small penis could be true things yeah yeah everything awesome okay well, i think we're done with top gun mm. i'm um, excited oh are you <laughs> yeah i was gonna go throw that in there too because i don't think i actually formally said but yeah. my, I'm so down the middle kind of on this so that I yeah. think my new rule of thumb is going to be when I do feel that way, automatic dip into excitement. Cool. 
Yeah, I mean, sequels 30 years after the fact usually don't go really that well, or they're not really that great, but that's why I'm kind of focused on the aerial shots here. I'm kind of interested to see what they do with all these cameras, because they're hyping them up, so you better be something cool that you're doing with it, and it's right. not like overblown. Aerial shots, and then what you said, Amanda, which is that Tom Cruise lately has come to a point where he just like refuses to make an action movie that doesn't at least have a couple of parts that are like, holy shit. Yeah, so. uh, yeah some like specific moments. That are not Miles Teller on the beach. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> enough. Enough. Um, yeah. Trailer number two comes to us from Sundance. This movie uh, uh, came from, comes to us from Sundance Film Festival. Uh, it's that called... sound that you made, Amanda, that was not very 140. Oh, it wasn't a horny sound? It didn't sound horny. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's called Duel. Here we go. Hi, I'm currently dying, and I would like to schedule a consultation. Sarah. Hi there. I'm sure you're familiar with the process. When you know you're going to die, you can have yourself cloned. You have very clean skin. I like your shirt. has thrown you a curveball. You're not dying anymore. The duel to the death will be in approximately one year. Wait, did you say duel to the death? You can't have two of you walking around forever. That'd be ridiculous. Do you want to live? size smaller than you. I'm going to kill her. A properly trained human body is a weapon. You're pretending to be me while I'm still alive? Even if I can't be with her, I don't want to be with you. Always use the gun if it's an option. I find guns to be boring and overused. If it's the difference between life and death, it's okay to be boring. mental tricks aren't going to work. Taking over my life was the plan, not stealing it. This is my life. She's not going to take it from me. What are my chances? Zero. Nothing is ever absolutely certain, though this most certainly is. I really value your friendship. I'll miss that when you die. Speaking of which, any updates? Amanda, worried or excited about Duel? Um, this just took me for a real ride. I um, Okay, maybe I'll just start with my more worried comments which is just my my only have one complaint right now and it it's that can aaron paul the small man that he is pull off this role of like her 
trainer, rah, rah, I don't, anyway, other than that, and I like him, so I'm hoping he does do a good job, but I think this looks fucking cool and fun and different. I, I'm into it. I'm excited. Yeah. It's, uh, Nathan, did I didn't see the art of self-defense, and I think you did. Surprising. It was surprising. It's so good. Yeah, it was good. It was I, good. Okay. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Cool. So then, I, so then that, that kind of helps me out pretty big with my excited response as well, because uh, yeah, I like just I like lo-fi sci-fi. I think is a term I've seen slung around for this kind of stuff, which is like, what if you had a clone made because you were gonna die and then you just didn't die? What, what do you do with a clone? I don't know, fight it to the death. And like that's this, these are these are like coffee room thoughts like played out in a feature film style, which I like. And then it seems like it's got some nice uh, subdued humor. Also hope that Aaron Paul can do it. He's always odd when you see him pop up and stuff because you just don't see him as anything else but Jesse and like Need for Speed and other things that he's done like haven't really helped. But yes, I hope that this is his little like indie breakout and uh, it does. It looks fun. I, I, I hope that it looks as good as it portrays itself to be excited. Yeah, my comment about Aaron Paul would be that I agree with what you're saying that he's always he's got this Jesse stamp on him, but he's also got presence like he doesn't like when he shows up in a, in a movie, I'm like, oh jesse and he's his character whatever he's playing it's it has confidence and presence so i'm i'm okay with it but it is kind of weird uh it's rated r it's an hour and 35 minutes i'm just going to read the synopsis because i like it kind of leads into what i want to say which is that it says upon receiving a terminal diagnosis sarah opts for a cloning procedure to ease her loss uh to ease the loss on her friends and family when she makes a sudden and miraculous recovery her attempts to have her clone decommissioned fail and lead to a court-mandated duel to the death. So uh, my point was that I read that the movie kind of gets like darker and darker with its comedy as it progresses, which I think is going to be a lot of fun because the dark comedy in Art of Self-Defense is what I liked about it. And to hear that she's like, you know, does the cloning thing, but then like she tries to decommission the clone first right. so, <laughs> before being forced to fight her. Yeah, so, then, so there'll be a bunch of like funny like bureaucracy yeah. commentary and shit in this. Yeah, and the trailer suggests like people that were close to her start preferring her clone. Like <laughs> like like the yeah. one guy's like, even if you don't like I still don't want to be with you, even if you are the one that wins. It's like, okay, yeah. wow. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah, just piling it on this this girl pretty heavily. So yeah, I'm totally uh, I'm in. I'm excited. Intern. Uh I haven't been this excited since uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. Well, okay. You're pretty excited. I don't think it's coming. No, out. it's not out yet. No. Would you but say that you're aroused? I, will be I, I would have uh, um, a marginal erection. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, this is giving me an exaggerated erection. Yeah. Thank you. Marginal, standard, standard <laughs> industry erection. <laughs> You guys want to go play uh, bathroom battle shit later? <laughs> no. Fair enough. Okay, the fulcrum tonight, Daniel, comes to us from Alex Garland, the director of Ex Machina and uh, Annihilation. He has decided to make a horror movie, and it's called Men.
men. Here we go. Mrs. Marlowe, yes? Harper, yes. Do, come in. The words I have to say. It's a beautiful well be house. Will it just be you staying? Or? Excuse me? Mrs. Marlowe? No. Until you give your love, there's nothing more that we can do. Apple from the garden? Y yeah, it was delicious. No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. Forbidden fruit. Oh. God, sorry, I, I, I... I'm joking. I oh. <laughs> You're tormented. It feels more like... Haunted. Yeah. Something happened. My husband went upstairs to our balcony. And let himself go. You must wonder why you drove him to it. Why I didn't drive him to it. I thought it'd be true. But if you had given him the chance to apologize, he'd still be alive. What? A man followed me out of the woods. He was stalking me. What makes you say that? I saw him twice. Twice? I don't know if he saw you once. <laughs> well, play a game. You hide, I'll see. You must feel an awful sense of guilt. Stay away from me. Okay, Daniel, you worried or excited about men. So, <clears throat> with the trailer, it looks like as the... I, I like that it starts off a little bit like awkward British humor and then goes, oh, no, wait, no, wait, we're a horror movie. And then goes, oh, what the fuck is this? Oh, I don't... Like, by the end of the trailer, I don't know if we're dealing with, like, supernatural shit or actual ghosts or, like, demons or if it's all in her head or if this is, like, a crazy town and they're all, like, trying to psychologically traumatize this woman as, like, a unified plot. So I appreciate that the trailer shows us enough, but enough to be enticing, but then doesn't really lay out what's going on. So there's still a mystery to be unfolded when you go see this. And it does look very interesting. Everything about it... Uh, I, th I think that sort of iconic shot of her standing in front of that dark tunnel and then screaming an echo into it. I, I like that because that lets me know that Alex Garland is, uh, knows what he's getting into because that is like a, how do I say this? A universal sort of horror image fear staring into an abyss like that and thinking that you're having a good time and then all of a sudden like the rules of physics don't apply and you have this like immediate rush of panic that flows into your body um <clears throat> so it lets me know that he's not just fucking around with the and horror like, genre the, he's coming the, in to say to come in to do something the distant image of the figure at the end of the 
mm-hmm. tunnel and then also later by the tree where it's it's totally out of sight but you can see the the silhouette of the person and they're not necessarily moving in a normal way it's like yeah it's, it's like I, the, yeah it's just unsettling when it's when it's I, off in the I distance. once spent like two full weeks with a notepad and I documented in that notepad every single like concept image feeling sound that I considered truly like horrifying and scary in a book and like I saw at least two or three of those things pop up in this trailer alone and I don't ever express it much but it's a thing that I've used in my adult life to gauge things that I'm watching and looking out for to see if other directors and writers and stuff pick up on those things. <clears throat> so I'm, I see some of those things in this. So I think it's a, it's a pretty solid excited for me. Although a 24, much like any other production company now has kind of devo- evolved to a place where they make as many ugh, as they do. Wow's true. Well, so I just kind of base it off the person <clears throat> making it for myself. And right. I liked Ex Machina <clears throat> and I liked Annihilation devs the tv show that garland made didn't really seem to go anywhere and it kind of was disappointing to me but it yes still... i had i had the same feeling yeah still... but it wasn't badly made no just... yeah exactly yeah it was a cool concept it just kind of was like okay well why would we do that yeah exactly amanda have you ever uh, in your life sat down and written down everything that you find to be horrifying no that is not something <laughs> that i've done i can show you the book too <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Your daughter's been ripping out a bunch of pages from composition notebooks, so No, no, it's like a like a little (laughs) little leather one. Um my anxiety was very high the whole time. Uh, so I'm excited. Oh. Cool. I don't have anything else really to contribute to the conversation. Well, yeah, it's very right now, yeah, they're like Daniel said, the they're holding back on the trailer trying to make it kind of enticing and weird and I like that. Yeah, I'm excited too. Intern, what uh, what do you got going on for men? Do you like men? Uh, I'm really looking forward to the sequel, <laughs> Women. Mm. With a Y. Um, I am in love with uh, Alex Garland, and I also am in love with Jesse Buckley. Mm. So is that it's the actress? Working out pretty good. Jesse Buck- yeah, Jesse Buckley's the actress. She was in. I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, okay. It was the last thing that we did on TPP with her. Huh. Um, but I enjoy everything I've seen her in. So I expect this to be nothing less than brilliant. Hmm. Nice. Expectations high. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Excited. Down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, trailer number four. Hey, hey, Jay! Hey! Jay! is uh, Ambulance. Amanda, did you want to talk us into that? No? Okay. Ambulance. Here we go. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry that I brought you into this. I just wanted things to be the way they used to be. That's my brother, Will. I could use some help. My wife needs this surgery. This is real life. How's that right? You put your life down on the line for this country? You leave your family, your home? How much do you need? 231. How about more? 
32 million. And I need an extra man. I came to you for a loan. Look, have I ever gotten you anything that I couldn't get you out of? It's time for you to do something for your family. We're just doing a transfer in the back. I'll let uh, you in in 20 minutes. Uh, if I could just get it done real quick, because I'm on the clock. Promise not to rob the place. Oh. <laughs> Seriously, because that would be bad for my job. <laughs> I promise. All right, okay. All right. All okay. Right, come all on. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Let's go, Dave. You are all going to have the greatest story to tell at dinner tonight. Get out! Don't shoot a cop! Lock everything down. Nothing gets out. All the leaves are brown. Stop! Get out! Just gonna borrow it. I got a cop shot. I gotta get him to the hospital. I'm gonna need you to help us. Why don't you help us? We're doing hostages now. We're not crashing into this ambulance. We got a brother cop on board. Do you have EMT experience? Combat three eyes. You're a soldier. Yeah. We are trying to save you. One, two, Hey! Don't you move! You think you're so tough with that gun? No, Daddy, relax. I gotta get back to my wife and my son. Does your wife know you're up, Banks? We're not the bad guys. We're just the guys trying to get home. We don't get to walk off into the sunset. Danny, everybody knows how dangerous you are. Do you? You get your helos out of here now! I'm gonna get you back home, little brother. I'm gonna get everybody home. Intern, worried or excited about ambulance? Well, ambu la ants. Looks like a real code brown. This is a real number two. <laughs> it's looking like dog do. Wow. What are you saying here? I mean, it's like it's like taking a dump and then turning to find that there's no shit in the bowl, like a peekaboo, or sorry, a, a ghost shit. It's more like uh, <laughs> when you just can't stop and the bowl fills up so much that it starts rubbing against your butt cheeks. Hmm. There's so much poo. That's not going to flush. Like the end tip, like on its way down, like scrapes against the back of your balls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just like that. This looks so bad. It looks so bad. Yes, Jake looks like a hot man. (laughs) But that's not going to save this. I think... Nathan, it's time to find a new a new hot hunk. Is it, no, don't listen to them. It's time for an intervention? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. You know, I had to move on from Edward Norton, and you need to move on from Jake Gyllenhaal. No, you love them through the shit times. That's what makes them your like favorite. I know. I still love Edward Norton. Let's see. 
why does this movie look like two movies put together? It does. Looks like 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 a negotiate with them about the bank robbery movie. Yeah, we're gonna have a heist movie mm. or or an ambulance chase speed situation. Yeah. Well, well let's just do them both. As so it's a speed negotiator. Apparently, the original cut was like seventy minutes or something like that. No, that can't be right. The original cut was not. It, it was it was decent apparently, and Michael Bay, being Michael Bay, had to make it two hours and sixteen minutes. So, <laughs> just to make sure we include every single practical effect and every shaky cam view of that, and like every in every shaky. scene in the movie, I feel like I yeah. feel like I saw the whole thing, including like the part where he very obviously betrays his best friend. Yeah, yeah. no, his brother. Their brothers. His brother. Right. Also, is Jake doing an accent? Because it seems to be coming in and out. Mm, I don't think so. I think he's just. Or is he just trying? Well, isn't he like Swedish? I think that's what it is. Being it's a, a tough guy. Sound. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the I'm a I'm a tough guy. I'm a bad guy. You know what? I appreciate all the practical effects that you've promised to give us, Michael Bay. But I'd like to go back to my previous interpretation. After watching Pain and Gain, I realized that he just wants to spin that camera around 360 degrees, and if he can't, it just sits there shaking, wanting to go, wanting to spin around in a circle. <laughs> And it's going to be a problem. <laughs> I mean, I hope, but I've I've lost a little bit of... Uh, I I still have faith in Jake. I think Jake's performance will be fine. I just think he's going to be surrounded by... A Michael Bay movie. A Michael Bay movie. I don't know what he's trying to do here. It's been a while since he's had a good one. It's He's got a lot on his, on his slate, though. So that's fine. If this is crap, we'll just keep shoving it to the side and we'll keep <laughs> waiting for that good one. Eventually, he'll get a good one. <clears throat> It's been a long time since Nightcrawler. It fucking has been. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. It. Uh, I don't know. I can just see like I can. I can already predict and see in my head like fourteen different scenes in this movie just based on what I know about Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. And I swear, at one point, it looked like there was like drone cameras that were like free falling themselves off of skyscrapers and then kicking their fans on right before they hit the ground in order to like follow car chase scenes. And I was like, if you could pull that fucking shot off kudos to you but of course you'd be the one to pull some shit like that <laughs> just like put cameras on these drones throw the drones off the building don't turn them on till they all to the ground <laughs> i'm gonna read you a quote from michael bay about this movie which is i have a little bit of i have some quotes from him michael bay quote all those explosions and carfs flipping that's all real that's all live real ratchets it looks very dangerous it could be very dangerous if you don't know what the hell you're doing most of it is real stunts. There's very few blue screen shots of the movie. There's not a lot of CGI. Some of the CGI is shit in this movie. There's a couple of shots that I wasn't happy with, okay? All right. <laughs> All right. What a great way to end a quote, too. Like, okay? Uh, what, do from, what do you want from me? <laughs> also, it shows his age that he calls it a blue screen shot. Well, no, they they use those. But that's like the old time, right? Then they moved to green screen shots when green, they found a better like caliber of color. To do the special well, effects on blue, blue screen was the traditional color, but it looks shiny and stupid, so they went to green. The blue screen shots in the Zodiac are perfect. It says it was cool to do this, a kind of grittier, tougher action movie, a little more hardcore. I got some great performances. I'm excited. So that tells me that they're giving it. The actors are going to give it. We'll see. We'll see how far that takes us. He made a great <clears throat> quote about uh, Transformers. He says, "I made too many of them." Steven Spielberg said, just stop at three. And I said I'd stop. And the studio begged me to do a fourth. And then that made a billion. 
And then I said, I'm going to stop. And then they begged me again. I should have stopped. They were fun. They were fun to do. It was fun to blow a quarter of a billion dollars or whatever it was. Uh, so, yeah, I've always been a, I'm not, I don't like. That actually, that those quotes actually endear me to Michael Bay. <laughs> I've never liked him, his movies. If he kept the camera fucking steady, I might, I might tolerate him a lot easier, but it's the fucking shaky cam. Like there's no point to it. And when it's right. spinning around in a circle, it's also making me nauseous. Like when I watched Pain and Gain, it kind of made me nauseous, but I liked the movie. But it was just the camera work it was such a fucking irritation the whole time. So I'm likely not going to like this, but Jake's in it. So. And, and I feel like Michael Bay, obviously, you were like influenced by like iconic action movies from when you were young, and that's why you want to make them. Just based on the, on the way his quotes sound, it's very obvious that he's like, yeah, but they're fucking cool stunts, bro. Like. <laughs> So, but he must remember that those action movies that he's that influenced him, like they had one, maybe two big set piece stunts, and then the rest was sort of like humdrum action. Mm-hmm. That was to keep those set pieces like memorable and crazy and super cool in contrast to the rest of the scenes. Michael Bay, though, just like has the whole movie cram packed with so much shit that you're just like nothing, none of it sticks in the end. You're like, I saw 14 different explosions. All of them were great. Like, (laughs) he needs to go back and just reel it in, make a 90-minute movie with, like, two fucking broed-out stunts, and then re-baseline himself. Yeah, and nobody from Netflix should offer him any deals because he'll just make two-and-a-half-hour nonsense. He'll make five of them. Yeah, he will. Uh, So, yeah, I'm worried. I can tell everybody else is worried. Just go ahead. Just lay a bunch of worries. (laughs) Yeah, it's all worries. It's it's boards around the board. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. Okay, so now we're going to do something on TPP that we've never done before in TPP history. Not even a text? <laughs> uh, we're going to do an encore because it comes out on my birthday and because the trailer that came out afterwards was way better than the first one we watched. We've already all said we're excited about this movie. This is just for us to have fun and watch the movie and say whatever we want to say and then wish each other good night. This is a encore of the unbearable weight of massive talent. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Encore. Encore. Here we go. What's the worry here, Nick? You've lost some of your talent as an actor? No. (laughs) What did he say? He says he loves you, but he went in a different direction. I'm done. I'm quitting acting. Tell the trades it was a tremendous honor to be a part of storytelling and myth-making. Ah, fuck, man, I'm driving through the hills. I'm sorry, one more time. We got another offer. It's a million bucks. It's to attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. I would never do that. It's the easiest gig ever. You play yourself. What do we know about this guy anyway? Is he into something strange? It's not like he's gonna want you to suck his dick or fuck his wife or watch you watch him fuck his wife. I wouldn't think so. 
Welcome to Mallorca, Mr. Cage. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Is Javi gonna want me to, uh... I am Javi. Nick Cage. What is your favorite movie? That's one of those questions that's impossible to answer. You can't just limit it to one. Imagine me and you. I do. Is it too much? Okay. Is this supposed to be me? It's grotesque. I'll give you twenty thousand for it. I think that's the actor Nick Cage. Nick Cage? I love you. Have you seen Croods 2? I'm 44 years old. Why the fuck would I see Croods 2? I've seen Face Off and Con Air. What do you guys want? We're with Central Intelligence. Do you know who you're spending time with? One of the most ruthless men on the face of this planet. I need you to help the U.S. government. Let's kill this love. Find a way into that room, Nick. I see myself doing more of this stuff. I think I might have a real gift for it. Good, because we got another mission for you. No, 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 no. Your friend is working for the U.S. government. Don't lie to me. Are those my golden guns? They're my golden guns. I don't want to kill you. You're the last person I want to kill. I love you. I love you. I'm Nick fucking... I want to double my excitement. <laughs> we'll just give a bell. Oh, there's like 24 reviews already from like, and some of them from top critics and it's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Yeah. It, it looks fun in a way that a trailer can't like doctor, you know? Well, I just wish I, I the reason for the encore is like, I want to put down the best trailer for this. Cause I, I don't know. The last one was, was good. I had faith that it would be good. But this trailer convinced me that it's going to be good, and it, and it adds some like uh, like it kind of solidifies it as a movie movie in, yeah. in that it's like the CIA is here, Nick Cage. They need you to help out. Yeah, because like, before it was kind of like, oh, does he just hang out with this just, rich guy and just do weird shit? Yeah. With- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love some of the extra stuff in this trailer. Like, do you feel like you've lost uh, some of your talent as an actor? And he's like, <laughs> no. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> crying like you part of myth making sorry i was going through a tunnel <laughs> so great oh yeah no it gives more structure to what the movie's actually gonna be and uh all oh, that fucking that thing at the end with the whoa cage i was like in stitches when i saw that the first time i was like holy fuck that's great even that one guy that's like what is he from like snl or mad tv i can't remember right he's the the, the CIA guy. And he's yeah. like, why the fuck would I watch Croods 2? I'm 44 years old. Caught air. <laughs> this is how I know Cage. Yeah. And I, yeah, I immediately <laughs> connected that because I am over 40. And I'm like, yeah, let's go watch Con Air right now. Yeah. I just watched Con Air the other week. That's a lot so you of can, people. You can confirm in turn that it has one of the longest end death climax scenes for a villain ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which one? I think we talked about it. There were so many villains in that movie. 
the main guy there's like a it takes it's like a 20 minute death yeah malkovich he ends up on a conveyor that takes him through a whole place (laughs) (laughs) that's That's awesome before he gets a face smash yeah that's good good stuff (sighs) well yeah nice nice move on the encore yeah that put me in a put me in a good place yeah yeah yeah, I wasn't sure how the encore would play. It was like I was watching the Doctor Strange trailer, and I was like, you know what? Fuck Doctor Strange and fuck Marvel, because <laughs> finally, I want to watch. Well, because you know, I the, the lineup was pretty solid up until the Fulcrum, and I'm like, or sorry, the uh, the Five Hole, and I'm trying to find something to cap it off. And I just wanted us to feel, yeah, I wanted us to enjoy ourselves this evening without being like ugh, another fucking marvel movie and i don't even understand what's going on in the trailer multiverse of madness what the fuck shut up it's too much well now i, I do I, I don't even know if i can get it at all unless i see spider-man whatever whatever home <laughs> oh yeah great point amanda yeah yeah because he does something in that movie that kind of connects to this one and quit connecting all the movies Just stop it they quickly came to a place in the movies that that took them like 50 years to get to in the comics, which was they made alternate dimensions and different versions. So the different writers could do things without affecting other writers and that you could make new stuff and bring in new people that with new storylines. And eventually everything has to tie back into itself. And then it's just like this fucking huge convoluted mess. And there's like space demons mixing with like fairy creatures. And you're like, I don't know what the fuck is happening anymore. And they managed to get there like 25 movies with, with Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's also so horrible because all the TV shows are connected now, too, and they're fucking dumb. Right, and that makes me not want to watch any of them. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't watch WandaVision, so I guess I can't watch these four other shows. <laughs> right. Darn. Oh, and one of the Doctor Strange trailers, he approaches Scarlet Witch, and she's like, oh, are you here about what happened? He's like, no, I'm not here about what happened in, in your TV series. I'm here about this other thing. And you're just like, ugh. So yeah. now, now you're just like plopping lines down it's a fucking joke watching you try to connect all this crap and then she says she says like well because he's asking her about the um the multiverse and what she knows about it she's like well viz viz used to say or viz thought and i'm like viz why don't you just call him fucking vision you can't go the extra syllable viz and it's like half a syllable because the way it's like smushed into a you know yeah it's so lazy (laughs) also I don't know why what they I thought I don't know why they they connected them. I thought when WandaVision first came out, I gave them credit for being like, okay, cool. You took a couple of characters and you're making like a show in a format that's totally not like the rest of the movies. Cool, you're experimenting, having a good time. Awesome, I support this. But then they they woven everything back into itself. I thought they were making some like freeform tentacles that they could have fun with. I love that we watched the unbearable weight of massive talent encore and we're still like worrying, like, like shitting Marvel. on Doctor Strange. Yeah, you brought. <laughs> So we didn't even watch the trailer. It's like this movie without having to watch a trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's not even worth being in the lineup. Fuck you, Doctor Strange. There it is. That's great. Just do that more often. Here, here's a fun trailer. Now let's shit about this other one that we didn't even watch. (laughs) Oh man, I saw I saw the user and critic scores for Morbius. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I avoided. Or Leto. April April first. So if if we if we had here's here's the thing if we had recorded on time and if there was no scheduling delay, then we could have included a movie like uh, like Morbius because of the release date. You're welcome. Yeah, now intern doesn't have to watch Morbius because it wasn't on part of TPP. I feel like it should be the official 
five hole slot, but then we like moved the 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 encore in as like a pinch hitter, or like a designated hitter. You know, that <laughs> yeah. way it's still on the books for intern. Thank you for the baseball reference. I appreciate that. Yeah. Anybody have you know, anything to say about Will Smith? <clears throat> uh, who cares? Okay. What well, hasn't already been said forty million times? Yeah. Well, now he's quit the Oscars. Yeah, oh. now that he got one, resigned yeah. from the Academy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Bye. You yeah. petty bitch. Yeah. Oh, uh, but all the movie projects he has, they're all backing away. So he won mm. an Oscar, and everybody's backing away. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they, he's he's fucking poison. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's not a surprise, but it's hilarious because what a grander message it would have been to have, have walked away from the academy ten fucking years ago with no award and been like, I don't even give a shit if you give me one now because you're nothing to me. Instead, you waited around and got one and then left. That that is like mm-hmm. whatever pride you had is no. <laughs> What's really funny is that everybody like that I've heard stuff from pretty much every media outlet and even just people in my life. They're just like, well, essentially. Jada's a fucking tyrant and Will's a cuck and he was laughing, saw her face and then went up and acted like an asshole. And that's pretty much the general assessment. And today I watched a 30 minute uh, YouTube video while I was prepping for the podcast about body language. And it analyzed every little bit of body language throughout the exchange from Jada to Will to to Chris Rock. And uh, basically he made the assessment that uh, Jada's Jada was upset. And Will went up on stage and it's like the exact same thing. Like, yep. Okay, so Jada's, Jada's a bitch and uh, Will's a, a cuck and Chris is the celebratory uh, handled it well guy. Yeah. I also I saw a picture of her head and I was like, unless somebody's like putting little dots over that thing, like pointillism with a Sharpie, what fucking alopecia is she talking about? Oh, it's Real a thing. Is but like it's big, not... bald spots. I worked with someone who had alopecia and she didn't have any hair at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, and she had posted to, and you know, I know that women say things that they don't really mean and blah, blah, blah. But like she had posted to her TikTok talk like days before the Oscars about how much she loved her bald head and fuck anybody who didn't, you know. Right. Like I'm totally secure I and, and, love my bald head and, and confident with my, with my disorder. Well, it's just, it's the Academy Awards. You're in the front row because your husband's nominated for Best Actor. Just shut up. Just take it. Rise above it. Quit being weird. Yeah. I find it. Chris Rock's tires or some shit. Yeah. (laughs) You just say slash his tires instead? Yeah, or do do something like petty personal off camera. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, wait till after. A complete 180 if he had, if they had not done what they did. And instead, (laughs) the next day talked about how disappointed they were that their friend Chris Rock would make such an insensitive joke and put him on blast. Will could right now be looking like a freaking, you know, hero. Mm-hmm. And instead he just... Yeah, he could have gone up on stage and just stopped in front of him, took his lapel mic and just said like, I understand that you're just being fun- trying to be funny and making a joke, but alopecia is a really thing. I just wanted to grab your mic and just bring awareness to it, that it is a real thing, and some people are sensitive to it, and you should maybe take that into consideration. Then hand him back the lapel, go back down to his seat, and then 10 minutes later, get up and win an Oscar. David Spade had the best response to uh, people giving Chris Rock shit about his joke and how it's insensitive. And his res- David Spade's response was, well, comedians don't have everyone's medical history in front of them when they say a joke on stage. Like, 
what the fuck? Why is this so related to the alopecia thing? I know that she was talking about it beforehand, but not everyone follows everything that one person says. Like, you're not the center of the universe. Right. And Will Smith not a Chris thing. Rock probably would have known that Chris Rock would have apologized to him after the fact if he had been like, hey, bro. It's funny seeing the people criticize. Because even Bill Maher, I was watching Real Time on Friday, and Bill Maher's just like, it's called getting old. Shit happens to you. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you lose your hair. Things suck. Just the other day, I had to do this and that because I'm getting old. Because I don't want people to see how old I really look. Like, right. move on and deal with it. And yeah. I've seen so many, like, like, like medium-level successful comedians do, like, YouTube videos where they go off for, like, 15 minutes making the most ruthless Will Smith, Jada, alopecia jokes I've ever heard in my life. Oh, wow. And that would never have happened if Will Smith had just not done what he did, if he just been handled the situation better. So instead of one joke, now there are comedians out there making fucking minutes long rants about just just putting Will and Jada and alopecia and everything about that situation in, in the most like dogged, raw, ruthless comedian way I've ever heard. I'm just like, Jeez. ooh, this is ruthless, guys. Like, oh, you have a condition that's not life threatening and is not going to take any years off your life at all. And all you have to do is maybe wear a wig. Yeah. You should be thankful. Or like, are any of the guys like... that fuck Jada in front of Will Smith, are they balding? Are they sensitive oh about oh, balding? Yeah. yeah. All are the dicks bald as they go in and out of Jada's mouth? Well, Daniel, they have an open relationship. Yeah. That's like the kind of shit I'm talking about. <clears throat> I feel like the only thing that is going to happen is that Chris Rock is going to do a special and he's going to talk about this a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's going to make so much money. And he's going to like, like, did like spend like 20 minute bit going into it and just tearing it apart bit by bit. Oh, it'll be great. I feel like that's what I'm looking forward to the most is hearing his next stand up thing that is about this. Yeah. He should start yeah. the joke with being like, wait, before I say it, is Will Smith here? Is he in the room? I better check before I say anything. Well, he, he, uh, took one step back. I feel like, uh, he handled that pretty. Oh yes. The, uh, pretty well. The um, behavior specialist guy I watched on YouTube earlier talked all about that. Talked all about his restraint <laughs> and the and the stance that he took was a stance of restraint with his hands behind his back, exposing his whole front. Yeah, I think the best yeah. possible like dimension of where this thing went down would be the one where Will Smith stood up and then just slapped the shit out of Cheetah. Oh my god! <laughs> oh god. It did happen in a, in some dimension. And then she, then he was like, "Don't you look at Chris? Don't you even fucking look at him?" Oh my god! Are you guys bringing it back around the multiverse? Yes. Oh my god! Goes back You're to the multiverse. so smart. You're so good. Yeah, there is an alternate reality where he got up and slapped her, <laughs> and then I don't know if he wins the Oscar after that. <clears throat> no, no. If she was white, maybe. <sighs> Well, and with that, uh, we thank the uh, Cool Billion for joining us, and we hope you appreciated uh, TPP 140, which... Horniest episode ever. Oh, so horny. Well, it wasn't... It's not about being horny. There's... I've been thrusting my hips this entire episode. We've been face down on the carpet. It's <laughs> about... There it is. Yeah. It's about freedom and self-reliance. And you could interpret self-reliance as TMS, traumatic masturbatory syndrome, which means you would be laying down, face down on the floor. With some arch, a little bit of arch. No, nope. yeah. arms straight at your side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Sorry, we changed that. That's cool. right. 
That's correct. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I think uh, that'll just about do it. And we'll uh, give a nod to Will on our way out. Keep my wife's name 